This episode of John Appetit is brought to you by The Civic, an adaptive reuse of St. Joe's Hospital at 1600 West Gerard Avenue. The Civic is a new apartment building with thoughtfully designed micro studio one and two bedroom spaces for rent. Formed around hospitality and connection, the Civic provides shared amenities like a roof deck, art gallery, 24-7 doorman, golf simulator room, pet grooming station, and more. To learn more or book a tour, visit thecivicphl.com forward slash John. That's thecivicphl.com forward slash John. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the latest edition of the John Appetit Podcast. Glad to be back with you guys. What, what episode is this? One thirty nine. One thirty nine. Your one, guess is as good as mine. Thirty nine. I am Roy Burton, the voice you just heard. <laughs> along with me is my lovely wife Chanel. How you doing today, Chanel? I am okay. And you? I'm good. I'm doing good. I feel good. Okay, okay for me means good. You yeah. know that, right? Yeah, I'm not sure our I know. listeners know that. Yeah, they but know. when I say I'm okay, that means I'm good. Yeah, we're ne- we're never gonna get a really good out of her. We're not gonna get an excellent. You know. You yeah. If I, I if I'm okay, um, that means I'm good. Yeah. So she's good. I'm good. Hopefully, you guys out there listening are good as well because we have a good episode in store for you. We got a double dip today. We're talking about two things. In our main segment, first, we're going to recap the D.C. Embassy Chef Challenge that we had a chance to go to a couple of weeks ago. Oh, again, one of the uh, new food events that we tried this year, and we have a lot to talk about with that, especially with our special guest, uh, Paige Muller. We had a chance to sit down with her a couple of days ago to kind of put a bow on that, so you'll hear that part. And uh, last week, we hit up Citizens Bank Park to check out the Phillies. Most importantly, to check out the food at Citizens Bank Park. It was something we meant to do last year. We never got a chance to do it. So uh, we're going to try to do it um, at, at both of the, or August, all of the arenas um, here in Philadelphia. Just t- tell you what you can eat when you're at a baseball game or a basketball game and things like that. Thankfully, there'll be plenty more basketball games because the Sixers in the playoffs against the Toronto Raptors going to win that. Going to probably beat the Celtics in the Eastern Conference Finals. <laughs> and you then they're playing the are Warriors. Losing it. You're losing it. If anybody has um, Airbnbs out in San Francisco in June, we won't let them. me know. We won't please them. let me know because the hotel's out there crazy. Yeah, please let us um, know. But Airbnb situation, yeah. I think I think I can swing that. So Yeah, and if you're a Celtics fan, that makes it better. So let us know. First week of June. Because maybe we can go and I'm we sorry. can hang out at the game together as Celtics fans. I think, they start in, I think it's starting in like late May. So like first... First week of June, last week of mm-hmm. May, you know, games one and two. Let me know. Yeah, because it'd be great to see those Celtics out there looking like. Yeah. So again, yeah. Anyhow, thank you guys for listening to us and supporting us here on the John Appetit podcast. And please do us a solid. Follow us on social media at John Appetit on each and every platform: Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. And please subscribe to us, download us, give us five stars, give us a thumbs up wherever you get your podcast: Apple Podcasts, Stitcher Radio. Tune in radio, player.fm, Google Play Store, Spotify. Just subscribe to the Broad Street Line. Uh, the Broad Street Line. Jeez, the Joan Appetit oh, Podcast. Oh, look what you're doing there. I, I, saw, I see that. <laughs> I can't even the, get on the, Broad Street Line, but you're. You can't do that. 
you but have your own podcast. But you're 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 inserting. You're your the star of your own. Here. How are you going to star on two podcasts? You're the star you, of your you, own. I podcast. see what it is. You're scared. I'll take over. Yeah, I can't do that. You have your. You've, you've taken over this show, the John Appetit Podcast. Subscribe to us wherever you get your podcast, and as we always say, a thumbs up, five stars, all that good stuff, please. And also tell a friend to tell a friend and leave a review wherever you find your podcast. At because John Appetit. Yeah, leave a review and, and let us know or let the iTunes people know or let our Apple Podcast people know how much you enjoy us here at John Appetit. Also, shout out, speaking of app, uh, iTunes, I keep saying iTunes, Apple Podcasts, mm-hmm. back up to number 664 in America Food yes. Podcast, baby. Yes, we'll take it. And now we're up, we were down, we were off the board, now we're back on the board in Israel up to 220. We'll take it. Israeli Food Podcast, baby. We will take it. This is it. what we do. So, again, shout out to all you guys for listening Thank to us. Thank you very much. Shout out to our partner shows. My other podcast, The Broad Street Line. You can listen to we, it. We're familiar. Uh, we're familiar. <laughs> the com, <laughs> Or every Saturday at 10 a.m. on 106.5 <laughs> FM here in Philly. Also, War Room Sports, Tissue and the Tape, and On the Couch with the Wilsons. Check them out. There are our brothers over at the War Room Sports Podcast Network. So check them out when you're not listening to us. And also, shout out Tay Diggs for following us on Twitter. I saw that little clip on Netflix, the uh, the All-American clip on Netflix. All-American looks like a pretty good show. I might have to watch you, you it. You got to stop. I might have, no, I'm Either serious. You're I'm, not watch to, it I'm not even trying to not. be funny. I'm not even trying to be funny. Just Tay watch Diggs, it. the coach of Beverly Hills High. I was watching that. I can't even get you to finish Game of Thrones. Come on. Game man. of Thrones, Dothraki. What's up, the Dothrakis? You got to stop. You got to stop. The only Rocky we recognize is Rocky. Balboa. All right, Philly, what's new? What's new is a new restaurant or new, I should say, wine and cocktail bar called Bloom at 1500 Locust Street. This is replacing Cinder, which was previously there. Same restaurant or same restaurant group opening, uh, operating that Teddy Sarias and that crew. Uh, Setting at uh, seating at Bloom is for nearly 100. Plus, there's going to be some space outdoors as well. Um, Right before we went on the air, Chanel was like kind of looking at the little. Uh, a preview, an article about it. This is a beautiful looking spot. Yeah, right? it's very Instagrammable, if that's a word. IG worthy. That's what I put in my notes. Oh, IG worthy. Instagrammable. Do people say that? Sure. Yeah, this is good for pictures. Yeah. Like, um, yeah. As we we're, <laughs> we're we're planning a trip, a future trip, and um, I noticed in this certain city we're planning to go to, they talk about Instagrammable places yeah. in this city. That's a a big thing. So this is one of those kind of places that I've been like getting familiar with like places that are really nice looking and you get dressed up to go there just to take pictures to post on Instagram yeah, this saw, is one of those places yeah I saw some pictures from the preview party last week and I saw a lot of people kind of posing and doing their thing at Bloom again it's a very beautiful looking spot but again they have a menu as well a good looking menu as well menu's not finalized but there are some things that are officially on the menu they have a ricotta gnocchi with uh, cauliflower chilies and pine nuts over a saffron celery root puree. They have a, a, stri- a strip steak with braised greens and uh, salmon uh, with quinoa beets and a horseradish vinaigrette. Lots of shareables and yeah. flatbreads. This definitely looks like a place that you would gather like a group of your girls and go to. This is this is a cool spot. Cool looking spot. They have beers and ciders and cocktails and natural wines as well. Natural wines are coming becoming big here in Philadelphia and Bloom is um, joining that trend as well. So again, Bloom, beautiful looking spot. Check out, I think Bloom Philly is their Instagram page. Uh, check out their Instagram page because I don't believe, as of this recording, I don't believe their website is up. But check out their Instagram page, beautiful looking spot. Check it out, 1500 Locust Street in Philadelphia. 
Parks on Tap is back for 2019. We've talked about this the last couple of years. This is the uh, rotating beer garden or the revolving beer garden that goes to different parks um, around Philadelphia between now and late September. And all is going to go to 23 different parks. So a new park every week. It's going to post that up from Wednesday to Sunday every week. Um, it'll be open from 11 until 11 p.m. Friday and Saturday and 10 p.m. on other days. So go online and check out the Parks on Tap schedule parksontap.com for all the information about where the park is going to be or the pop-up park is going to be. Um, this week is uh, Rittenhouse Town, which is on Lincoln Drive near Wissahickon Avenue. But it's going to go all over the city. So, again, check it out. It's pop-up food options, uh, brisket cheesesteaks, pulled pork and chicken salad sandwiches, pizzas, pretzels, deviled eggs, that kind of things. Uh, there's going to be dessert, ice cream, and cookies. Local beers on draft as well. So local beers, wine, seltzer, cider, and draft cocktails. Again, if you like eating outside, if you like hanging out in the park. <laughs> I like the way you said that. And doing things. Because, <laughs> you know, because there's one of us here on this podcast don't enjoy, doesn't enjoy eating outside. One? So just one? I didn't, I didn't say just one. I said one. One of us here. <laughs> 50% of this podcast does not enjoy eating outside. But the other 50 doesn't either. So, <laughs> therefore, if you are of the type who enjoys eating outside, Parks on Tap, again, is for you or maybe for you. So, again, check them out online, parksontap.com. Elwood has come to Fishtown. This is a new restaurant in Fishtown on 1007 Frankfurt Avenue. This is authentic Pennsylvania cuisine. And when I mean authentic, I mean straight up authentic. Like, this is straight up, like... Dutch country, Pennsylvania, authentic cuisine. You, you look very confused. You have a confused look on your face. Again, we don't edit this show, so we're just going to go. What's up? I hear something, but I know what it is. You know what it is? Yeah. You hear it too, right? No. Oh. What do you hear? I hear our neighbors probably on their four-wheelers on their farm. Yeah, yeah. We we live in the middle of two farms. <laughs> so weird. And, <laughs> and yeah, there was that. Yeah, there was the in the back, um, the four-wheeling action probably back there. Although... I don't know if I'd be back there because there's a lot of things and back it's there. Dark. Yeah, there's a lot of non-human Human things <laughs> back there. Yeah, lots of nature. And there's a lot of nature back in PA. Uh, back when this Elwood cuisine got its cuisine, Elwood uh, Elwood restaurant got its cuisine from. Again, this is OG cuisine. This is as as we're taping this, or as you hear this, this will now be officially open and officially open May first. It's a BYOB, and this is OG. OGPA cuisine. I'm talking about catfish and waffles, ham pot pies, and Kensington snapper soup. Did you look at this menu? Yeah. I was intrigued by the catfish and waffles, although I have never had good catfish outside of Louisiana. True. The ham pot pie, it says ham and pot pie noodles. Yeah, I'm intrigued, but I don't know what that means. So I'm like, what does that mean? So that was interesting to me. Hit me. Um, and then I'm always down for beef with mushrooms and carrots and sauce. I feel like that sounds like a pot roast. So this Forks Farm beef, is it like a pot roast kind yeah, of thing? Yeah, it doesn't say specifically. Yeah. So these things make me feel like they they would be like, like homemade tasting maybe. You know what I mean? Like, I don't know. I get a warm, comforting feeling from looking at this menu. Yeah, I'm intrigued by it. I'm, I'm very intrigued by this menu. Um, they also have funnel cake for their dessert offerings. It's one of their dessert offerings. And they have French pressed coffee and a locally grown teas as well. I'm, I'm, Apple schnitz and sweet potato pie. Yeah, I'm, I'm going to uh, Euro step past that whole rabbit. 
Yeah, but I mean, yeah, the yeah, striped yeah. bass, I try. The guinea hen, I try. I don't know if you would, it, but no, I, I wouldn't. But it just it, it feels like I don't know. I feels like after you eat this, you're gonna feel like like someone's grandma like maybe homie. hugged you. Yeah, yeah, like yeah, very homey. Very but, very interesting. Um, yeah, so food. I would definitely try it. So as we always say, if you go to this restaurant or any restaurant, please let us know. Or even if you cook at home, um, johnappetit at gmail dot com or johnappetit hashtag. Hit us up on the Instagram post because we're always checking out our interest in new restaurants. So if you have a place you recommend or don't recommend as well, uh, please let us know. Speaking of new restaurants, a newish restaurant, Ocean Crat the Boiling Seafood, opened in Mount Laurel earlier this month. We don't talk enough about New Jersey. So I'm like, you know what? We got to throw some New Jersey stuff in there. And I was actually happy to see this because it made me think of the restaurant that we tried to go through, go to a few times. A few? Wasn't it like a couple times people tried to take us there, but we never made it? Once, maybe once. I, I maybe feel like twice? it was like twice. I feel maybe like it was twice. twice. I don't know. The Boiling Crab. The Boiling Crab. Yeah, yeah. they're a West Coast a chain, I believe. Yeah, it's um, a chain. This sounds, this makes me think of that, but I'm sorry, continue. Yeah, no. So this is a, uh, the Ocean Crab, the Boiling Seafood is a Louisiana Cajun style seafood spot opened uh, a few weeks ago in Mount Laurel. It's from the same owner's. Um, of the Megu Sushi franchise um, here in South Jersey. So if you're familiar with Megu Sushi, um, then you know the, fo- the folks who run this. So it's like it's like that boiling crab for those of you who are um, from that, uh, who are familiar with that. Basically, you get a whole bunch of seafood kind of like dumped on your table in a bag. Um, it's not dumped on your table. Well, you know, it comes in a bag. And it comes you just, in a bag. You, you choose your seasoning. Um, you, they have their own Louisiana style seasonings that you can choose different spice levels, but then you could do Old Bay or garlic or something like that. So they put it in a bag and then they put your seasoning in there, and you you get it that way. Yeah, and this, I should say this is on uh, this is 1990. Uh, well, 19, that doesn't really tell anybody. It's on Route 70 in Cherry Hill. So uh, I'm trying to, I'm trying to give people like uh, a landmark, but there's not a whole lot of landmarks near the Camden County College in on the Route 70. Not too far. Uh, I'm trying to think. Right off, right near Springdale Road. Road. So basically, Route do you 70 even know Springdale where Springdale Road, Road yeah, is? Yeah, oh, okay. I do. I do. Um, near the PJ Willihans. Again. Okay, I know yeah. where it is. Yeah. So right, right on, right on seventy. So right, right near there, because um, that's not too far from um, H Mart. Correct. Yeah. See, I see. Yeah, like I don't know where things are. I know you usually are. don't. You I know where things don't. are. I, see, I'm more familiar with South Jersey. He's more familiar with Philly. I have, I don't know street names. Like, I do not know uh, no street names at all. Road names, I cannot names. T- say a street name to him in South Jersey. He will no. not know what I'm talking about. It's like, if you tell me to turn left at the Wegmans, I got you. If you tell me to go to, like, Berlin Cross Keys Road, I'm like, I don't know where that is. Like, who knows where that is? Like, who knows where Mall Crest Road is? I don't know where that is. I know, but I know lived where... here, like... I know where Cooper Hospital is. I know where Virtua Hospital is. I can tell you where those are. Um, this ocean crap, the, sea, uh, the boiling seafood has, again, Cajun sauce, Old Bay, lemon pepper, garlic butter seasoning. They also have fried seafood wings and appetizers as well. So, again, it's a new new restaurant. I don't, I can't, I mean, I'm sure there's one. I can't even think of another restaurant like that around here. That, I'm sure, maybe where, in Philly. I'm sure in Philly. Where you select your seafood and select your seasoning. And it comes no, with the I bags. Can't, I can't think. I'm sure, I know Philly. That's I'm, why I was excited yeah. to see this because I was like, oh, it's like the boiling crab place like on the yeah. West Coast. Yeah, I'm interested in going here, but I know that you're not. So we'll I'm gonna need I'm gonna need to go with somebody else because yeah, we'll it's see. not gonna happen with you. Yeah, we'll see. That's why you you think they just dump a 
I saw, the, I saw the bag. Yeah, but it's not dumped on you. Uh, they, Roy they, doesn't like to work for his food, so he's not peeling shells off of shrimp. No, 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 no. He's not I, taking I will, crab out I of the I will peel uh, the a shell off a of shrimp. I'm not cracking. No, I'm not. He using struggles a with put, peeling shells. I'm not using a hammer on a crab. I'm not using the crab, the claw things, the little metal things, the snap crab legs or whatever you do. Um, what else? I'm not doing crayfish or crawfish or any of those things. Or lobsters. I'm not doing that. There's like tails already out. Yeah. It's like eating with a child. If we went here, I would have to open up all of Roy's food. And we're not doing that. We're not doing that. So I will go with someone else. That's accurate. If they have other things, I mean, if the the fried seafood hidden, I'll go. The wings, if they're hidden, I'll go. I'm not opposed to it. I'm just not going to open my food. No. And, but then I'm going to sit there the whole time and opening say, do food. you opening food and saying, hey, you want this? And I'm going to open it and give it all to him because that's what I'll do. So, no, we're not doing that. So <laughs> yeah. I end you. up eating his food and mine because I'll feel bad and I'll open the food. and. Give that's it really him. on you. At no. That point. You're sitting there looking like that looks interesting. It's like, oh, the baby bird needs food. I have to feed it. <laughs> That's really on you. That's a, that's your call. That's your decision. Finally, a place you don't have to open my food, McDonald's. They're bringing the international options to America, ladies and gentlemen. If you're like us, you've probably turned on the Travel Channel and you've seen all those shows where they go to the different fast food restaurants like around the world and they show you all the food that never comes to America. And you're like, why is this food never come to America? Like, why do we not get what they're getting in India or what they're getting in Japan or what they're getting in Mexico. Well, now we're going to get some of that because McDonald's said, you know what? We've been doing you wrong, America. The Grand McStreme Bacon Burger coming to America. Did we have that? No, we did not. This is, and I quote, one or two patties, you can double it up, Gouda cheese, applewood smoked bacon, slivered onions, and McBacon sauce. How did we miss this? This Which is, is Spain, right? It's at Spain, but I, like, I don't when, remember. When this. We went there. We didn't see it because I would have no. got it. This McBacon sauce has is bacon jam and mayonnaise mixed together. I definitely never had. this. No, one. we we would have gotten that if that was on the menu. And I think they're lying. That's not on the the Spain menu. Yeah. Um, also, we're getting the tomato mozzarella chicken sandwich. Eh. Um, is that like a? I'm not even sure what that is. It's like a chicken parm. I'm thinking thing. it's like a chicken parm. Okay, that's fine. Yeah, they that's keep that. I mean, that's they fine. keep that. Cheesy bacon fries, which you already kind of have. Yeah, so. I was like, don't they? Well, Wendy's does it. No, but McDonald's had it, and I guess they took it away. I haven't uh, been. And what cheese are they putting on it? The cheese they put on the burgers? No, I think it's kind of like a cheese whiz kind of cheese. Uh, no, they can keep it. And a, stro- a Stroop Waffle McFlurry. Now that I will eat. Dutch cookie bits, the Stroop Waffle cookie and vanilla ice cream mixed with caramel sauce. But I need it to be a McDonald's that cleans their ice cream machine. True. Because you know they don't like to clean those. Items are I'm going to debut saying. in early June after they had a successful test run in Florida, South Florida last fall. There are so much, so many other items they could be bringing here. Like, well, Did you hear what didn't make, did not make the cut? No. Because there were a couple of things that they that tested in Florida. The Florida crowd. Why are wait, okay. No offense to the Florida crowd, but go. why are they testing things in Florida? Here we go. I bet you Florida man was the one who vetoed. Florida man probably Come did on, this. Tell me what 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 didn't make the cut uh, because of Florida. Malaysian barbecue McShaker fries. But I think we've seen these. We've before. seen those. Yeah. They're not only in Malaysia, they're also in Japan. Yeah. Japan so has the shaker fries. Did not make the cut. Also, the Hong Kong McSpicy chicken sandwich. Come did on. Not make the cut. You know that has the real spice. 
the real deal spice. It's probably, come on. The best thing McDonald's has introduced on their menu in the last 15 years was that spicy McChicken sandwich, and they took it away. That McSpicy, that spicy McChicken sandwich was delightful. The regular McChicken sandwich is a solid sandwich for it as being as cheap as it is. I'm so, I'm just kind of surprised that when they when they spiced it up a little bit. Oh man, I didn't like the spicy. You didn't like but it, but I would have oh, went for a man. Hong Kong spicy one because it wouldn't have been the same spicy. No, it would have been a different spice that probably would have been. But Florida way man was like, look, Florida, this man. too spicy for me. That's I can't do happened. it. That's what happens when you let Florida man make decisions. Don't let Florida man make decisions. We need to take the voting out of Florida man's hands. Don't leave it up to Florida man. Otherwise, we don't get mixed spicy chicken sandwiches. I thought the McDonald's testing region was somewhere in the Midwest. Well, the the kitchen, the the test kitchen itself is in the Midwest. Oh, but they tested these things in Florida. Why South Florida? Florida? Why South Florida? I'm not sure. I really, I I don't have an answer. I don't don't know. That's just not the place where you test it. Don't do it there. Don't do it there. Alright, we're going to take a quick break. On the other side, we have a lot to tell you about. We'll uh, recap the D.C. Embassy Chef Challenge, and we'll tell you what you should eat when you head down to Citizens Bank Park to check out the Phillies this year. You're listening to the John Appetit Podcast. Welcome back to segment number two of the show. This is our What's Good Philly segment. We have plenty of stuff to get to. We have a double dip on this edition of the show. Later, we'll talk about the best eats or the best eats we had a chance to try at Citizens Bank Park. But first, we're going to recap our recent trip down to D.C. for the Embassy Chef uh, Chef Challenge down there, hosted by the fine folks of the uh, events D.C. folks down there. So, we had a chance to catch up with our good friend Paige Muller. She was there. She got us a hookup uh, to go down there. So uh, we had a chance to talk to her and kind of put a bow on that. So without further ado, here is our interview with Paige Muller. Once again, we're here with our good friend Paige Muller. She's the CEO and Chief Experience Officer of the Amazing Curious Caravan. We'll talk about that more at the end of the interview. But she is the one who set up our trip to the Embassy Chef Challenge. And you want to know her for all things D.C. Paige, how's it going? It's going well, Roy. How's it going with you? We're doing okay. We're, we're doing okay. Now, um, this is the episode where we're going to talk about the uh, the Embassy Chef Challenge, our, our trip to the Embassy Chef Challenge. And, you know, people kind of, you know, think we talk in flowery language a lot about the events we go to, that they're so great or something like that. So I needed, we needed to bring you on there because we needed to bring someone else who gives a different opinion about this event to the to our listeners. So... I want to ask you, I'll ask you like I asked you before, how was the Embassy Chef Challenge different from most of the other food events that, that you typically attend? Um, I think it's different in several ways. I mean, first, it's international food from around the world, from embassies that are located right here in D.C. Mm-hmm. It is the personal chefs from these embassies who are normally cooking for heads of state, royalty, you know, the embassy chooses who they're sending. So it's literally the best of the best. Mm-hmm. Um, and at this event, it's food and signature drinks. So you're getting really the full gamut 
of, you know, a country-specific cuisine and what they feel best represents them. Right. And then for me, the best part, too, is that, you know, a lot of these events you go to, you get, like, a little microscopic bite of food, and you look, you're like, <laughs> what, am I supposed, what am I supposed to do with this? Right. But here, the portions are crazy. I mean, you eat so much food here. Yeah, and we it's can definitely yeah. value for the money. Yeah, we can definitely attest to that. We will talk about the portion size just in a second, but before, <laughs> but first, before we before we talk about the food, let's just set up the scene when we because we all walked in together. So when we walked in to the Ronald Reagan International Building downtown in, in, in downtown DC, kind of, can you set the scene for the for the folks out there? Sure. So the setup was a little bit different this year from last year. Um, this year, they really made it seem like kind of like an airport departure lounge. So this was setting your stage, you know, before you're going to jet off to St. Lucia or Ghana or wherever. So they really it really had that vibe to it. Mm-hmm. Um, and, you know, they had everyone in colorful costumes. Um, they had a lot more seating this year, which was nice. So yeah. you had a place to sit down and a place to put your plate and your drink, which I thought was lovely. Um and this year, I don't. I think the word is out because it was great attendance last year, but this year, it was really packed. I mean, I'm glad we got there early so that we can kind of scope out and get the food that we wanted. Because there came a certain point, you know, <laughs> I was just walking around with like my stacks of, of you know, my plates trying to find a place to put something right, down so right. I can actually eat. It was crazy. Yeah, yeah, we're all we're always team team get there early. Uh, when it comes to events like this. And yeah, this was a, again, like you said, the, it looks like the word was out because this is a time where, you know, if you didn't get there, because we saw people coming in, like coming in at like eight o'clock, which it, well, seemed a little weird to me. Um, I was like, oh, where were you? Like, why would you come to a food event late? I don't understand that. Yeah. I, no. That made no sense to me. Yeah, no, but the, yeah, the Ronald Reagan Center, be- very beautiful building. Um, there's a lot, there was live music and, um, and the, I guess, the, I guess I'll call it the atrium area. There was like, there's additional food as well. Like if you didn't want like the, you know, the authentic, you know, the food from the embassies, there's other food as well. And of course my favorite part, there were multiple um, open free bars um, there, there as well. So um, I had, I had a, a pretty good time with the uh, lady who made the gin at the main bar uh, right there. Uh, the, the, the gin, the gin and tonic cocktails. Um, she saw me a couple times. I, I'll, I'll, put, I'll put it, I'll put it out there like that. Um, but we got to talk about, we got to talk about the food though. Cause we got to talk about some of the winners. Yes. At, the, at the end of the night, they handed out a bunch of the uh, the pineapples. They had the different, like the golden pineapple and bronze pineapple and all that to the, the different winners in, in each uh, group. So uh, for the judge's choice, it was uh, Chef uh, Javon Cummings from Barbados, and he won for his guava brulee pork belly. It sounds, sounds as, or tastes as good as it sounds. And Chef mm-hmm. uh, Dimitri Liliavois, I believe how it's pronounced, is from Haiti. He took home the People's Choice Award for his surf and turf pumpkin soup. I had both of those. I think you had both of those as well. They were both delicious. delicious. Yeah. Now, was, yeah, there, was there anything that stood out to you that, that that I didn't mention just now? I'm gonna say my personal favorite was Ghana. Talk about it. They had uh, they had uh, jollof rice and a spicy grilled uh, lack of rack of lamb mm-hmm. that was sublime. It was the best. I mean, all the food was good. Like, I'm not taking anything away from any of the other food because I did, I ate everything. But (laughs) Ghana, I think, was maybe like the second or third booth. So for me, everything was judged against that. Right. It was like, did you, did you stack up to that? And for me, that was the best 
plate of food, so I feel that they were robbed. <laughs> um, you know, because I'm not a I'm not a huge lamb person, right. but I don't know what they did. But it was perfectly seasoned. It wasn't greasy. It was tender. And there were a lot of lamb dishes um, at the event this year, and theirs was by far yeah. the best. Yeah. And I did have a chance to ask him afterwards to tell me what the secret his secret was. All he would say is that it was some secret ingredients <laughs> and you know, some secret some secret grilling. So he was he didn't give anything up to me. Yeah, yeah. We uh, full disclosure. Uh, we actually interviewed um, the, the chef, the chef, chef Francis um, O2 from Ghana, representing Ghana, and uh, we tried to interview him after after the the scene, and it was like a loud thing because it was right after the awards ceremony, and Paige is sitting there, and she's like, "I need the the secret Ghana spices. I need to know what you put in this lamb because I want to go home and make it tomorrow." And it was so loud, and it was just like he really. He, well, first of all, he didn't give us anything. He didn't tell us anything, but it was so loud. Even if he did, we wouldn't have had it anyway. So he would have went home disappointed <laughs> even more. Um, all I know is I need to find out, you know, if he's at the embassy all the time or if he's cooking at a different restaurant. I need to find where this man cooks food because his food is outstanding. Oh, same, same. Yeah, I was like, so, you know, what events do you have? You know, right, how, can right. I, how can I score a ticket to something? You know, just, you know, I don't even have to sit at, like, the fancy table. You can just, like, make me make me a plate. I'll sit in the kitchen. Exactly. I, exactly. I don't need to make the mingle. I just want to play the food. I don't even need to, I don't even need to sit in the kitchen. If you just put it in a styrofoam container, <laughs> like, I'll take it with me. Like, it's fine. Like, I, I, I'll i go home. Like, it's fine. Like, I don't, if you don't want me around, that's fine. That's cool. I've been told that before. Like, it's fine. <laughs> it's all good. Well, um, just make me to go I'll even make it Here you go. Exactly. I'll make it easy for you. Um, any any other dishes kind of stand out to you? I was looking like I'm looking at the pictures now. I'm getting hungry all over again. But I know Greece had the uh, the uh, the stuffed lamb chop, the Greek stuffed lamb chop, stuffed with veal. Yeah, um, which is crazy. I don't know. Is there anything else that kind of stood out to you? Um, I liked Belgium's dish. I mean, Belgium uh, is. I think they were the only ones who had a dessert. I mean, obviously they're known for chocolate, and they had a trio. Um, it was. Three different kinds of chocolate with different fillings. There was a pomegranate, a kiwi, and I think a chocolate. And they were delicious. I mean, I'm not really a chocolate person. And this was um, dark chocolate, which is definitely not my favorite. I mean, Mm -hmm. give me a Snickers bar. I'm usually pretty happy with that. So fancy chocolate is usually a waste for me. (laughs) Um, But that chocolate was absolutely delicious. And I believe that the chef won something too, didn't he? Yeah, I, I think he I mean, won. I think he won. There was like a, a a different award. I forget. I don't have it in front of me. But I think he won a different award. It wasn't like one of the like the, I guess quote unquote main people's choice or judges awards. But he did win for he did win for uh, or Belgium did win uh, for their for their chocolate dish. So yeah, so they so definitely got took home some prizes. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. So those those two stood out for me. But every I mean everything was delicious. I mean, and that's another reason why I love this event is that. You're not going to get a bad plate of food. Oh no, not, you know, not at all. Yeah. No, and it's definitely a chance to be a little adventurous. Um, you know, if you're kind of a you know avocado toast kind of person or whatever, you know, this really kind of pushes you to try something different or maybe something you've tried before and you're like, mm, didn't really love it. You know, but try it again and you might love this, this particular preparation because, like I said, I'm not a lamb person. You know, it's not something I gravitate to and normally, like, you know, I'll take like a polite little bite and then I'm good. Mm-hmm. But damn, that <laughs> lamb from Ghana. Woo! Yeah. 
eat that every day. <laughs> We're talking to Paige Muller about the amazing uh, Embassy Chef Challenge earlier this month, um, hosted by the fine folks at uh, Events DC. Um, let's talk about the drinks for a second. I mean, I already talked about my, my gin and tonic night. Um, there were some other drinks as well for for those of you who do not or did not like gin and tonic. Um, what was it? Did anything stand out to you as far as the drinks go? Um, so going back to Belgium, they had um, a Belgian beer, which was spectacular. Um, I wish I could remember the name of it. I did take pictures because um, I'm not a beer person. You know, I'm a cocktail, put a little umbrella umbrella in it kind of person. Right. But the beer that they had that they paired that they paired with the chocolate was phenomenal. You know, and pairing uh, beer and chocolate, I don't know if that's a thing or if I'm just late to this trend, but I'm all about it. That was awesome. And then um, Bolivia, they had a drink, uh, Santingi. I'm sure I'm mispronouncing it. I got it. I got um, it. It's a, a, a Singani? Singani. Yes. yes. Yeah. Yes, this is the national spirit of Bolivia, and I am in love. I'm obsessed. There's like three, I think they said there are like three places in D.C. where you can get it. So I have looked up their addresses and plan to be making a visit to get myself a bottle of it. <laughs> yeah, I don't I don't know what this is exactly. I have the, the list. And again, I'm looking at the pictures from the from the night. Yeah, it's called Singani, Unholy Grape Singani, S-I-N-G-A-N-I. Uh, they say it's a grape spirit. I don't know what that means. All I know is that they gave us a <laughs> sip of something and it was just on a different level. It was just different. It is a different. Yeah. Yeah. I've never heard of it in my life. Never. Yeah. I didn't even know what it was, but you know, you put food in my hand or a drink. Sure. I'll try it. And exactly. it was delicious. Yeah. No, it, was, it is so good. Yeah. It was, it was, and shout, and shout out to, again, I forget the name of the drink, but shout out to the, uh, the folks over at Bar- the Barbados booth. They had the bartender, uh, the, 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 the super energetic bartender, um, I think I may have posted a video. If not, I will do so. But um, yeah, basically, basically, it was like an interactive event while he was making the drinks <laughs> um, at, at the Barbados booth. It was it was a very it was a very amazing time. It was a very cool time. We loved it. Uh, Paige loved it. So let me ask you, Paige, before we before we uh, let you go, if we pitched you a similar question to the one we did at the end of the last interview, <laughs> what would what would you say? What would be your elevator speech to convince people to attend uh, the uh, Embassy Chef Challenge next year? Wow. Um, God, an elevator pitch. Um, I mean, it's good. It's amazing food from around the world that you're not going to really find anywhere else. Um, and these are, you know, signature drinks, uh, drinks and food from these countries. Um, you know, and it's a lot of food, you know, it's, and I would say, you, know, you don't have to be, you know, a foodie. You just have to like food, you know, and you're going <laughs> to get a lot of it. Um, so that's why I would say to go. And then, um, for me, another reason is that this event falls into, um, an event here in DC is called Passport DC, where for, um, you know, an entire month, we're really celebrating diversity, uh, international cultures. Um, and this event to me is like the gateway to two events that are coming up. One is the, um, around the world embassy tour, which is where you actually get to go to the embassy. Oh, wow. Um, yeah, it's amazing. You know, they they have information, they have food, they have drink, they have entertainment. It's 
a chance to, you know, look at some of these beautiful buildings, you know, on Embassy Row and other right. places here to see that you don't normally get to go into. So it's an amazing time. And then after that one, the European Union and um, open house on May 11th, um, very similar, but these are all the um, European Union uh, countries who open up their embassies. And again, it's a great time, you know, to find out more about, you know, some countries that, frankly, I cannot pronounce, and I'm sure I could not find them on a map because I'm terrible at geography. But it's a great chance to learn about these countries. And, um, you know, and if you went to the Embassy Food Challenge and there was something there from a country you liked and really intrigued, now you can really, you know, that's a start of a conversation. You can right. really find out more about that country and say, like, hey, I went, you know, Checked you out at the MC Food Challenge. Loved your dish. Want to learn more about your country? Um, you know, maybe plan a trip there. Who knows? And you know, really get a more authentic experience. So, you know, it's like it's a great kickoff to a bunch of international um, activities here in DC. So that's another reason to go. Yeah, no, those sound like incredible events, and if they're anything like. Uh, the Embassy Chef Challenge. We'll be there for that, and we'll be back for the Embassy Chef Challenge um, in 2020. Um, if you guys live in D.C., or even if you don't, um, see if you can try to make plans to, to check out the Embassy Chef Challenge next year. Again, it's a, an amazing event. Uh, it's literally one of the best events that, that we've been to since we've been doing this whole John Appetit thing, so we're definitely looking forward to it next year. And if you go, you'll see us, and you'll see Paige there as well. Again, Paige is the uh, CEO and Chief Experience Officer uh, over at a, a curious caravan, just Paige, if you wouldn't mind, just take a few seconds or so to kind of like let everybody know, um, you know, what you do over at Curious Car- Caravan and how they can follow you online. Sure, thanks so much. So, Curious Caravan designs custom and personalized journeys here in uh, the DC area. We specialize in helping you see DC differently. There's more here than just memorials and monuments, and we specialize in taking you off the beaten path and away from you know tidal basin and um, uh, you know, areas that are more well-known and really show you what D.C. is all about. Um, you know, some curiosity, some things, some hidden gems. Uh, you can follow, you can find me at www.curious-caravan.com and you can follow me on Instagram at curious underscore caravan. That's awesome, awesome stuff. Again, thanks again, Paige, for setting up the trip. Thanks for joining us here on John Appetit and hopefully we'll link back up in D.C. In, a, in the next few, a few weeks or so. That'd be awesome. You guys are welcome anytime, especially when there's food involved. Sounds sounds good. Take care now. Thanks. Bye. And that was our interview with Paige Muller about the Embassy Chef Challenge. Again, please check her out, curious-caravan.com. For all things D.C., she is our D.C. Connect. Thanks to her and thanks to the fine folks at Events D.C. for inviting us down to the Embassy Chef Challenge this year. Um... Before we even go, I'm going to say it. I don't even know if you agree with me. This was one of my favorite food events like ever. Like I had a ball. No, this, like, this was, was great. No, it was a lot of fun. It was very, very different from the foodie events that we're used to going to. Um, I learned a lot. It, it was awesome to go around and taste different um, foods from different countries. It was, it was very, very good. Yeah. So it was at the, as we said, the Ronald Reagan International Building down in downtown DC. Um, and there were 20 countries in all represented in this challenge. So, again, you just kind of walk in and you can have, you know, basically you were just like experiencing not just the food, but like the culture yes. and the drinks of Ghana and Greece and Barbados and 
uh, Georgia and all sorts Haiti. of uh, Haiti and just all sorts of the Virgin Islands. There's all sorts of countries and everybody was just gracious and, and willing to talk to and you. Everybody and, brought their A game. Yeah, everybody brought their they A game. They really wanted to win. Yeah, so again, we talked about the winners. Again, the judges' winner was Chef Javon Cummings from Barbados for his guava brulee pork belly. And uh, the the, uh, the People's Choice winner, uh, Dimitri Lavalos, I believe his name is, uh, from Haiti, the Surf and Turf Pumpkin Soup. Which was really good. Which was absolutely it was fantastic. fantastic. It was absolutely fantastic. But my favorite. Talk about it. My favorite was Talk the lamb it. and the jollof rice from Ghana. All right. I'm oh. going to, I'm going to, because I, I got the card. Mm-hmm. I, I got the picture of the card. It's, okay. Okay. Chef Francis O2, O2 mm-hmm. jollof rice cooked in spicy tomato sauce. And a grilled lamb rack marinated in Ghanaian herbs and spices. I need those herbs and spices. Listen, man. I was sitting there, and Paige and I were sitting there for the, um, like, we were, like, right up front for the um, for the award show. And people and all the crowd was there. And the guy announcing the awards, he was like, okay, what was your choice for the awards? Like, half the crowd was yelling, Ghana. Like it was like we thought it was gonna be like a landslide. Right. Like God, like as soon as you taste, as soon as you tasted a bite of that Ghana, as soon as we tasted a bite of it, all three of us, we were like, "Oh, this is it! Like, yeah, this, this is gonna cool. be hard to top yeah. this." And no one topped it. Now Haiti was really good. Haiti Don't get me wrong; that soup was fantastic. But nothing beat the spices on that lamb and that jollof rice. And it gave you good portions. Again, I, like, how many times did I go? Three times. You went three times. I went yeah. twice because they gave me like a double piece, like a big piece. The second time, and I was like, "Yeah, man. I told you, I told you after the first one, I was like, I'm going to go back there and I'm going to get some more because this is phenomenal." Yeah, it was so it was so, so good. Great. And again, these are the chefs. In most cases, they're the chefs at the embassies, but then sometimes they're not. They're just chefs, kind of like contracted by the embassies. But these are chefs that you can go down to D.C. Either go to the embassy or go to their restaurant in D.C. and try their food. I need to find out where this guy is because I need some more. Roy wants some more lamb, and we. We want to know where he, he got those spices from and if we can get them, too. Yeah. Um, there were some other standouts as well. Uh, behind the Bahamas, Jerron Johnson had the lobster and coconut soup uh, with a curry cracker and a, and a red pepper gel. Um, Greece had the, the stuffed uh, the stuffed pork, the stuffed lamb chop. Remember yeah, so that? Stuffed, and wrapped in uh, prosciutto, right? Yeah, yeah. wrapped in prosciutto. Um, and there was uh, and there were drinks as well. I keep I keep forgetting about the drinks. There's some fantastic drinks as Katie well. He had a really good drink. Yeah, the Barbados. If you wanted the Barbados it was drink, a show man. Yeah, you had to like kind of like sit through the show. I got a little video that I kind of posted on on Instagram, um, but yeah, it was like a little bit of a show. Like Barbados, he was like, you're like, no, you're not in DC tonight. Like you're in Barbados. Like you're gonna you're gonna be in Barbados. Um, and we tried this um, the unholy grape singani. That remember that that singani mm-hmm. drink. There was Stella Artois, flowing, vodka, gin. They had like yeah. bars yeah. Including your ticket price was uh, was drinks. Yeah. So in addition to getting um, to taste all as much as you wanted from all the wanted. different embassies, you also had drinks flowing um, as part of this. Yeah. Um, it to me was a really good deal uh, for for an evening like that to have that much fun and uh, the music and everything and. People wearing um, clothing from their home uh, right. home countries, beautiful patterns. Just everybody looked fantastic. Everybody was really gracious. Super gracious. Highly, Super nice. highly recommend this event. It's a fantastic event. I'm, I'm like really jealous that we don't 
or probably can't. I mean, it's just a different yeah. vibe. But yeah. we don't have anything like that here in Philly. I we're mean, we're just, different culture, and if we do, we're not aware of it. And if you are, let us know. Yeah, let us we're, know, please. We're different. Different cultures come together and just make food from from where they're from and like present it. That's just awesome. Yeah, but again, like the, everybody was so gracious, so welcoming. Drinks and like every station had a drink. Every station had some food, like a drink that paired with the food. Right. And was it Morocco that had basically a three course yeah, meal? Yeah, 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 they had like a appetizer, main, and dessert. Right, and then Belgium had the chocolates. They went with their with their they, food. They and had three different kinds of chocolate, and they had the beer. Right, to pair with the beer. And the beer was really good. Yeah, from I, Belgium. I, I, yeah. I keep forgetting the name of the beer. I, I know it. It's a it's a it's a beer we can get, but it's a no. It's just a, it's just a really good. And it, again, even even if you didn't want. A cocktail themed from a particular country. They just had standalone bars, or if you just wanted to get a gin and tonic, or yeah. if you just wanted to get, you know, a glass of wine, a glass of wine, or whatever. Like you could get that as well. And then in the atrium, there was other food as well. Like again, if you didn't want necessarily want, you know, some of the authentic food, I don't know why you wouldn't. But yeah. I mean, if you didn't, but they had like many tacos yeah. and things like that. And then there were desserts, and it, it was it was this a nice a, time. man. It was this is a really good event, and they looked really like awesome they were having event. a really good time in that VIP area too. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So that was like sectioned off, and they had their own thing going over there too. So and they're like, nah, y'all can't come in. So if you if you're balling, you, yeah, you, you got like that. You may want to uh, spring for some VIP. Yeah, tickets. we talked about the VIP stuff on here as well. Yeah. Um, again, came with the Stella Artois Chalice as well. But shout out to the Events DC team, Pete and his whole team down there um you guys are awesome you guys put on an awesome event and again this is the jump off from for other similar embassy food related events as well so if you guys are interested in that um, check out the events dc website for that i need to also say shout out to my wife for being a rock star for that 24 not even 24 12 hour period 16 hour period i guess Drove down there yes. after work. After work, and I was like, I ain't driving. Like, this, like, this Roy long, this was far. not driving. I was like, I'm not doing that. Like, I, I'll get the hotel room. You drive that. Drove down there straight out of work. Yes. Went to the event. Yes. I was like, went to, till the event was over. Had drinks. And Had drinks at the event. Everything. Stayed at the event till it was over. Yes. Drove back went, to the hotel. Went back to the hotel. Went to sleep. Got up at oh dark o'clock. <laughs> Drove back to New Jersey, yes. went to work, and went to work. That's a that's a superstar right there. Like I I, I can't I got nothing to say because I I couldn't do it. That's me. That's you. I gotta give you I'm all great. props. I gotta give you all. <laughs> if you have any, I don't idea, like to take off work, so if you, I get to work it. by any means possible. Yeah, so if I don't go to work, if I don't to go to work, off. that means it's bad. <laughs> yeah, it's a bad day for me to take off. So if you ever had any doubts about which is the superior gender, have no more doubts. It's it's I'm us. Like, I'm like, I'm not doing that. It's women. Like, that's crazy. Like, drive there, come back. That's crazy talk. <laughs> I ain't doing that. He was like, how are we going to do this? Yeah. I, I want to go. I was like, I got it. Don't yeah. worry. Yeah, I got no, it. So, nah. Again, I'm I'm more than willing to throw money at these situations. <laughs> yes. And yes. Like, nah. Roy, Roy fixes it with money. He's like, yeah, yeah. I got it. Go ahead. Go ahead. I, I put it in the elbow grease. Yeah, not, not doing that. <laughs> All right. We had a chance last week to go to Citizens Bank Park. Um, and check out some of the food there. Again, we're going to try to do this at the Wells Fargo Center. Maybe not during the Sixers playoff run, but maybe next year. But we want to tell you guys, again, we're not just all about restaurants and things things like that. When you go out to a fine um, food establishment, that's one thing. But when you go out to the when you go down to the game, you know, check out the local baseball or basketball team, we want to tell you what you can eat down there as well. So went to Citizens Bank Park. First stop uh, was Bulls Barbecue. Again, this is a longtime staple at Citizens Bank Park. It is now in left field. 
because they have the yard, the kids kind of play area in right field where you can play wiffle ball and all that good stuff. So now Bulls Barbecue is in left field, not hard to find, right on Ashburn Alley. Had a couple things there. Not our first time there. Not our first time there. I thought Chanel was going to go turkey leg, but she did no. not. I went got first. the uh, We got the uh, barbecue brisket sandwich, and we also got the bulldog, which is a uh, kibasi. Um, which I've had before. <laughs> I'll start off with the barbecue brisket sandwich. It was eleven bucks. Mm-hmm. It was a big. Oh, it was a big a size sandwich. Yeah. It was a lot. It was a big sandwich. It's a good size sandwich. They give you a ton of brisket. Are not shy about their brisket. You can get it as a platter as well if you want coleslaw and stuff. We just got the sandwich. We don't do coleslaw. Yeah, but it was a very good brisket sandwich. Again, very high quality. If you if you want to, if you're in the mood for brisket, you can't go wrong with that. And then we also got the as I said the bulldog, the kibasi. I'll say it was a foot long. It might even be longer than a foot <laughs> that long. That thing's huge. It was massive. It was and so And they big. put it on like a regular size roll. Yeah, like a yeah, hoagie like, roll. Like a hoagie roll. Yeah. Which I knew. Um, I uh, So I basically don't eat the roll. I just eat the kielbasa. I love kielbasa. This, that kielbasa they serve there to me is some of the best kielbasa that I've tried. I don't even like kielbasa. Which, it was which good. is why I knew what to get when I, I went there. I was like, oh, I'm getting that kielbasa. I knew before we were going to the game that I was going to get that. I just didn't say anything because Roy doesn't usually eat it. He wouldn't eat it the last time eat, uh, the last time he wouldn't eat it. But this time I convinced him to try it. How many bites did you have? I had a couple. I finished it. You, <laughs> you finished it. it because I got full. Yeah. Um. I love their kielbasa. If you're a fan of kielbasa, even if you're not, it's worth a try. It's nine bucks. Nine bucks. It's huge. You could literally like, um, if if you're strapped for cash, you go to the game, you get one of these split in half. You and a friend, you'll get full off of eating uh, yeah. half of these with the bread. Yeah. Yeah, if you eat the bread, yeah, yeah, definitely. Put a little mustard on it. You're good to go. This and a couple of beers. You don't have to spend a lot of money at the game. No. Nah. Highly, highly recommend it. Every time I go to a game, I'll get it because it, it didn't do me wrong last time. It didn't do me wrong this time. I got to talk about this Federal Donuts chicken sandwich. Oh, yeah, that's right. You've this never is the first time I've ever had it. Yeah. And like they have these now at the regular Federal Donut spots, yeah. like downtown mm-hmm. or whatever like that. That's why I've had it before. I this didn't realize is, you hadn't had this it. This thing is phenomenal. <laughs> like, what are we doing? It's like the Federal, it's the chicken and cheese and their federal donut sauce. I don't know what's in it specifically. It's probably some spicy mayo or something. I don't know what it is. They have pickles, but you take the pickles off. And it's on the Martin's potato roll. Mm-hmm. This is like the perfect sandwich. It's so good. Like it's phenomenal. I, like I like It's so weird it's to me cuz I didn't realize me. that you hadn't had it no, before. No, I haven't been to Federal Donuts in um, a long time. Like it's just like I just don't go to it. Yeah, it's a really good there. sandwich and I really I had been getting it for lunch and stuff. And it never crossed my mind that we never talked about it on the show. You know what I mean? Like, I just assumed that we had. So I never even discussed it with you that I had been eating these things. It's, I mean, there's a lot of great sandwiches in Philly. I'm not going to go crazy, yeah. but it's, it's, no, it's a, a fantastic it's sandwich. It's a fantastic it's sandwich. So, it's, yeah, if Federal you like chicken, chicken sandwich, you'll love the sandwich. I'm sure it tastes exactly like the ones at the regular store. Maybe even, you know, it's exactly like the ones at the Federal Donut stores. Mm-hmm. Go get it. It's fantastic. It's such a good sandwich. Uh, all, there's also a Shake Shack down there, we mentioned it on the show before. Next to the Pass and Stowe, um, uh, I guess that's in. Well, I guess that's still left field um, near the left field, near the uh, the first base gate, probably mm-hmm. was more accurate. Um, and Chanel, you got the uh, the the, the, the bunless the bunless smoke shack. Yeah, I got the smoke shack with no bun. So how did how did it hold up to like regular Shake Shack? Um, it was all right. I just felt like it was way more expensive than a regular. Well, yeah, it's, yeah. yeah it's a so I kind of felt a little cheated, but I wanted. I, you know, I love Shake Shack burgers, so I'm not gonna not get the Shake Shack burger. So I absolutely, you know, had to try it. Um, 
it was it was fine. Yeah, don't. Yeah, like I I I just I I now this is from someone who loves Shake Shack. I don't recommend going to Shake Shack there because because it costs more. Everything costs it, more. It, it seemed like not as good as when you go to like a standalone one. Okay. I don't know. It's something. It just I felt somehow cheated. I don't know why. I just did. Yeah, like I, like prices. Are, like I know the game is a game, and I know I'm going to spend five dollars for a bottle of water. Like I know. Yeah, I'm yeah, I understand all yeah. that, but when it's like something like a Shake Shack, when you can just go to Shake Shack in uh, Center City or University City, is that what it's called? University? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, I just feel like you're better off just taking a a train ride no, or whatever. You the game and you got the you got the go, in. Uh, go to Bulls. You know what I mean? Like, barbecue? yeah, I would go somewhere that's not available anywhere else. Here's one thing I'm going to say. It's going to sound weird. Mm-hmm. And I can't really, like, I don't want to tell people how to run their business. Yeah. They built it wrong. It's not built right. Yeah. Like, on the inside part, mm-hmm. the, the when they have the expedite the food, yeah, it's, it's, there's no space to stand. Yeah. And if it was crowded, because it really wasn't crowded when we went. No. But no. it was still no place to stand. No. Like, it, there's I can a imagine side. there were twice as many people getting it. It would have been a frustrating and that's and i think that's part of the reason why i felt cheated because i don't feel like they were that busy but i felt like my food was thrown together okay and i don't normally feel like they throw my food together when i go to a standard like if i go to the one in marlton yeah i don't feel like they threw my food food together or the one in center you know what i mean like it just i just felt like i got cheated just the expediting system is terrible like there's a side there's a part next to it where you where you can sit down and chill Mm -hmm. there's like tables and stuff like that Nice little size. See if you just want to hang out. If in that wall, if there was like a window or windows where they would like, is that where the food came out from? Yeah, like where you take your ticket and pick up your food. Yeah, like yeah. they take you, you pick up your food like basically like two steps away from where you, where you, where you, where you paid for your food. And, and while people are trying to order food at the right, same time, and that's not how the standalones work. No, They're, it's off to the it's side. Separate. Yeah, it's separate. If you they just didn't had build that, that side, if you decide, if you just like open up holes in that wall mm-hmm. and say, here's where you pick up your food. Yeah. And just have it there, it would be a lot less chaotic. Yeah, it was chaos. Was like, it was chaos, but there was no need for the chaos. No. Like, it was just, uh, I don't know. It was chaos, chaos and thrown together food. And finally, the reason why we went down there, Quest loves cheesesteak. Uh, Quest Love has his cheesesteak. It's the uh, partnership with the Impossible Foods, that kind of possible burger 2.0, the Impossible Meat. I'm going to put this out there on wax. It was it was way better than I expected. It was decent. No, I won't say decent. No, you like it. It was good. No, I ain't gonna say. I, I want to. Yeah. I want to sell it short. It was good. I did not expect this to be good. You could tell the difference between this cheesesteak and a regular cheesesteak. But if you're sitting there, you're like, you know what? I don't want to eat beef today. I want to eat well, and I want to eat something that approximates a cheesesteak. That this will hit the spot. Um, for you, for me. For me, I think it, I think it's I, I think did it's a, not a like very it. solid attempt at a cheesesteak. I good good on you, Questlove. Good did, on you. I didn't like it. Good on you. I was trying to figure out if it was Satan. Um, the heavily devil? seasoned. No, Satan. That stuff they try to convince you to eat instead the of Fisto? meat. Satan. Okay. I'm sure it's pronounced Satan. Satan. Yeah, I call it Satan because that's what it is. Um, I did not enjoy it. I don't see how. Like if you eat meat, like this would satisfy you. But apparently, you said it would. And then we tried to figure out because when Roy ordered it, the cashier confirmed for him, uh, had him confirm that he understood that it was vegan. Mm-hmm. 
because apparently people were getting this thing and not realizing that they were buying a vegan cheesesteak. They saw right. Questlove cheesesteak. They think, okay, Questlove has a cheesesteak. I'm going to get it. And it had me thinking about uh, the, what if I didn't know that it was vegan? Would I still have been like, eh, I don't like it. And I say, yes, I still would have been like, eh, I don't like it. It tasted like heavily seasoned Satan. Or what I would expect Satan to taste like. Or Satan. Satan. Or Satan. Or I'll just call it Satan. You guys know what I mean. Um, I, I thought it was good. There's like a little pepper. There's like some peppers on top of it. Yeah. Not a fan of those. Um, and I think that was to detract you from the weird no, Satan. I, I, get the, I, I, get the, I get the reasoning behind it. Because um, yeah, I guess you want to add just a little bit, a little, little bit different mm-hmm. instead of just a straight meat, 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 meat taste. Um, wasn't a fan of the peppers. This was fine. Like this, like I would order this. Was again. it also fake cheese? It was. I believe it's real cheese. No, not if it's vegan. It's, is it vegetarian or vegan? Well, that's the thing. It's like I think there's different ones. I think there's different ones. Okay, so um, if it has, this is a melted cheese blend. So I think it's, I think it's regular. Okay, cheese. so it wasn't vegan. It was a vegetarian. vegetarian yeah. 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 So um, no. Yeah, like, the cheese didn't help, and I yeah. love cheese. I see. I, like, that's the thing. Like I'm like, I if I'm sitting there and I'm like, you know what? I don't want. Like I had like, if I had a steak the other the day before, and I'm like, you know what? I'm at a I'm at the baseball game. I don't feel like eating steak again. I get this. If I'm at the baseball game, I don't feel like eating steak again. I'll get chicken. Yeah, or sandwich is not vegan. Like, yeah, I'm, this. I'm sorry, sandwich is not. It's vegan. not vegan, so that cheese, cheese qualifies it as vegetarian. Yeah. Um. No, it's legit. Like if. I, I am now, and we'll talk about this on next show, the next show. I'm now intrigued by the Impossible Meat 2.0. I'm glad because I want you to cut down on your red meat consumption. Mm-hmm. and the, So I, I don't eat it as much. So it's not a big deal for me to right. find a substitute for red meat. So if this is the way to go, I'll try as many of these weird meat things as we need to try until you figure out which ones you really like. Shut up. And if... They start selling it in the grocery store. I will cook it for you. I'm not eating it with you, but I will That's cook fair. it for you because I don't like the taste of Satan. That's fair. That's fair. Love, love is love. That's fair. Um, so if you go down to the Citizens Bank Park, um, again, please check that out. But let us know if there's something down there. There's, there's probably like a half a dozen at least other things we wanted to try. There was like a, a take on the Luther Vandross sandwich, um, that, that donut burger thing they had, one of those couldn't do that uh-uh. um, no. there's new pizza at that pass and stove place didn't want to do that um there's 18 other things at bulls barbecue of course there's the, the schmitter at harry the case they have they also have tandoori chicken wings at harry the case too oh, definitely wanted to try those so if anybody has tried some other stuff down at citizens bank park please let us know again john appetite on facebook instagram and twitter all right we're gonna take a quick break on the other side we have some upcoming events to tell you about and we're handing out invitations to sunday dinner you're listening to the John Appetit Podcast. Segment number three, a couple of events to tell you about coming up this Saturday, May 4th, the biggest or largest spring festival 
in the area of the South Street Spring Festival, May 4th, between Front Street and A Street on South. More than 30 restaurants, 125 vendors, and 20 bands will be on hand. And there will be games and activities, and most importantly, food for the entire family. Uh, participating restaurants include Neighborhood Ramen, Jim Steaks, Bridget Foy's, Crybaby Pasta, Tattoo Moms, Local Artisan Foods, Bassett's Ice Cream, Little Pop Shop, and more. Of course, there's going to be some special events, including National Comic Book Day, Brahau Schmidt's Mayfest, and the Philly Taco Eating Contest. So if you've ever wanted to eat an entire Jim's cheesesteak wrapped inside a slice of Lorenzo's pizza and win a prize for it, now is your time. So check that out. It's free and open to the public. Pay as you go for the food and all sorts of good things from 11 to 11 a.m. to 8 p.m. this Saturday, May 4th, down on South Street. So check that out. And a couple of days later, the Rittenhouse Row Spring Preview Party. This is the pre-party before the Rittenhouse Row Spring Festival, the outdoor festival, on May 18th. This one's held at the Bellevue Hotel. Restaurants on hand include the Continental Midtown, Mission Taqueria, Butcher and Singer, Marathon Grill, the Bruno Brothers, and Park. Uh, the Rittenhouse uh, tickets for this are 75 bucks and benefit uh, Rittenhouse Row, a nonprofit devoted to improving and promoting the Rittenhouse Square neighborhood. So check out Rittenhouse, uh, I believe it's rittenhouse.org for more information on that. It's time now for our Sunday dinner segment. It's the portion of the show where we hand out invitations to our home for Sunday dinner to people based on something they've done over the past week or so. Sometimes it's something good. Other times it's something bad. It's always something noteworthy, or at least noteworthy to us. It's a bit of a break from us discussing food all the time, although we had a run where we went several months where we kind of wound up talking about <laughs> yeah. something related to food. Although I think this is this is episode, this is two in a row now where we're not going to talk food. No food from me. What do you got? So my Sunday dinner invite goes out to... The creators, the directors, writers, whoever all is responsible for the last episode of Game of Thrones. Uh, the fall, what was it, the long, the long Night? Yes. Yes. That was one of the best episodes of television I have ever seen. I thoroughly enjoyed that episode, and I thank you, and I give you a standing ovation for that one. That was very satisfying. Um, great TV and to all of the people that have something negative to say about it and I'm Mm. not going to spoil it in case you're a Game of Thrones fan and haven't watched it yet because I I strongly at one point thought about building up all the episodes and watching them at one time but I didn't want people to spoil for me so for all the people who have something negative to say about any aspect of that episode including who the heroes were are it was too dark to this please stop just stop if it was too dark for you, that means your TV is set up wrong and you need to fix that. If you had a problem with the hero or whatever happened with that situation, you clearly haven't been paying attention this whole time. Because the way it happened was a little like, oh, surprise. But if you really think about the buildup of the show since season one, you really shouldn't be shocked. And that's how I'll leave it. Thank you very much for your time. Did Ned Stark come back? Yeah, he, he was a um, white walker. He was? Yeah. Did, did he, I guess he died? Um, he was a White Walker. As a but as a White Walker, did he die? Uh, he's a White Walker. I'm not going to ruin the episode for people. 
So maybe Ned Stark comes. All right, so Ned yeah, Stark, we yeah, have three more back episodes. A, he comes back as a White Walker. We have three more episodes and Ned Stark. Yeah. Coming back, He's, baby. Uh, chances are he'll take the Iron Getting throne. the throne, baby. Yeah. yeah. All right, so speaking of which, on, tangentially related to that, spoilers, my Sunday dinner invite goes out to LaShawn McCoy. LaShawn McCoy could not help himself. I believe. Do not this, spoil it for people. Don't no, no, say no, no, what no, he said. Don't say what he said. I'm not going to do that. I'm not going to do that. No. I believe this was Saturday morning, mm-hmm. but it might have been Friday night. Anyhow, it was basically before most people had a chance to see Avengers Endgame. Uh, LaShawn McCoy went on Twitter and fired off a couple of tweets that basically, um, the big the big hook of the movie, the big spoiler of the movie, he basically ruined it for people who hadn't seen the movie. Um, and again, I'm not going to do it on the show, mm-hmm. but listen. <sighs> There aren't a lot of things that bring us together as people, all right, in this in today's economy. Um, one of the few things, two of the few things we can get around, okay, Game of Thrones and Avengers Endgame, all right? These are the things that everybody is, le- a lot of people, not everybody, yeah, not everybody. A lot of people are legitimately excited yeah. for, it brings joy to a lot of people, you know, people is like, you know, I've been looking forward to both of these things for months and in some cases years. All I want is to enjoy these next hour or two hours or three hours and this little escape from everyday life. Yes. And then Sean McCoy goes on Twitter and just ruins it for everybody. First of all, he didn't ruin it for everybody because I'm pretty sure he doesn't have a lot of followers. No, he probably has has at least a million. He's an athlete. I don't know. Who's following this jerk? Anyway, (laughs) um, that's why I'm glad we saw it on Friday because I am a a, a true Marvel. It was Friday. Um, sorry, it was Friday. It was before we saw it. Yeah. Oh, it was, yeah. I didn't see it. Yeah. Thank goodness because I would have been super super mad. Yeah. Oh, and uh, uh, Cyborg special invite to the people who made that uh, as well. <laughs> Avengers <laughs> Endgame because that was superb. I feel very satisfied with that. At any rate, yes. Um, people who do that, I feel like they're. It's like bragging. You know what I mean? That, ooh, look, like a kid. I saw it. I saw it. I don't it. even know if it's bragging. I no, think you're difficult. Like, no, he is, no, mm, like a child. Well. I feel like it's like a child. People who, who decide that they want to go on social media and ruin these things for other people, they're like children. It's like a child. Like, why can't you just hold it in and give people an opportunity to see it? Some people work. They have lives. They can't go opening yeah, weekend I can't and go see at it. Seven o'clock in the morning. And how about Friday. or how about people have lives and they couldn't get to the tickets as fast right. as people like Roy who sat there the, and immediately bought them when they Absolutely. want. You know, people have lives. Mm-hmm. Give wait two weeks at minimum before you ruin something. That's my question to you. It's we two need, weeks. We need to figure this out as a as a people. As a nation state. As a uh, as a culture of Americans. No, hold on. Let me ask you the question. Two so, weeks. Two weeks for movies? Two weeks for movies. Come on. What about people. TV shows? Because y- y'all people were letting them Game of Thrones spoilers fly immediately. I, I immediately. Don't, in my opinion, see, the, the TV thing, I I know. You know. The TV thing is, you, you, at least you got to let the West Coast people see it. But they weren't though. Yeah, that's what that pissed me off. It's like you gotta let the West. Pe- like I had to. Co- I watched it an hour later, mm-hmm. and I had to stay off social media for a whole hour because I knew that people were gonna ruin it for me, and people were still watching the end of it because it went over an hour by the time yeah. I started watching. But I did not open my phone until I was done. No, you can't because I knew. And at this point in the game. The, with the television shows, come on, we know people. We know they're going to ruin it. In my opinion, 
the time you wait is the time enough time for the West Coasters to see it. You got to so, at least so give for, them so that. So for television, you want people to wait three hours. But you know, television is a very like well, so excuse me. People watch television with social media, so like everybody live tweets everything. So whether it's uh, whether it's Game of Thrones or whether it's the Soul Train Awards yeah. or whether no, it's whatever. right. So uh, I my personal thought is to wait for the West Coast people to see it. However, as someone who understands that people live tweet TV shows and right. all that stuff, I make a conscious decision when I don't watch it live. Which is most times. Right. Either I'm okay with the spoilers and I go on social media or or I'm not. Usually I'm okay with the spoilers is whatever. But for that particular episode of Game of Thrones, mm-hmm. I, that's why, because you know, I don't watch Game of Thrones the night it comes on. Right. I wait till the next day. Right. Um, because I don't mind if I see things on Twitter or whatever, because I just scroll past and I, I'm like, nothing's going to ruin. But I knew the episode on Sunday was a big deal, so I made it a point to watch it an hour after because I knew I couldn't stay off social media because, like most people, I'm addicted to going on social media. So so what is the rule? So so in a case like Game of Thrones, that, that episode of Game mm-hmm. of Thrones, you're saying people can do whatever. I'm not saying they can't. I, I want still, a rule. You I got to set a rule. My rule would be to wait until the West Coast people see but it. People but I can't it. control that. So my deal is if you don't watch it when it's live on the East Coast, stay off social so media. for movies, though. For movies, you got to give people two weeks. And the reason why I say that is because movies require that you actually leave your home. Correct. And that you you buy tickets and that you can get a ticket, especially now with most movie theaters making you basically book your seat. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? And maybe you can't book the seat you want or the only seats available are terrible seats and so you want to up front. Or yeah, you want to make sure that you get the seat you want and da, da da da. I say give people two weeks, man. But after two weeks the juice is gone. Like a lot that, of the juice But is no, gone. but that's the problem with people. Wanting to be the first to do something. But, like a child. But seventy five percent of the tickets are already sold of the of the money's already made like after that, two weeks. But it's not about the money being made. It's about the experience, allowing other people the chance to experience. I have a lot of things to say about a certain character in this movie and I can't say them. You can say them on the next show. That'll be two weeks. Right, I'm saying I'm I'm airing out some characters. On the next show, you actually, got, one in you, particular. You got beef with certain characters. I got a beef with a character. We gotta talk about this offline. All right, we're gonna talk about this off wax. But I gotta, I'm gonna air, I'm gonna air this character out because it's like, yo, man, like, what's up, fam? Like, what's up? That's all I can say because I can't ruin it. Because no, it's like, you get we, been two weeks. No, I won't let you ruin it. We have to wait two weeks. So yeah, so Lashawn McCoy, please, um, just don't. stop being a child. Well, don't. he can't help himself being a child. Please don't. He's not invited. He can't come over. <laughs> and he's uh, there's been way too many things that that jerk has done. Yeah, yeah, he's not even no. All right. Well, that's it for this edition of the John Appetit Podcast. You can listen to this, by the way, Lashawn McCoy. We appreciate that. Yeah, and uh, you can say whatever <laughs> you want because I don't care. Our <laughs> name isn't just a catchphrase. It's always to you every time you grab a bite to eat. So the next time you head out to your favorite restaurant. We'd like to wish you John Appetit.